0: May 4th, 2009, a milestone in American politics, although completely unnoticed at the time. Donald Trump is about to be a guest on Late Night with David Letterman. To promote his appearance, Trump turns to what was for him a new medium, Twitter. Be sure to tune in and watch Donald Trump on Late Night with David Letterman as he presents the top 10 list tonight! Yes, that was Donald Trump's first tweet. Written, you might have noticed, in the third person. It was the start of a long love affair with Twitter that has continued and in many ways has come to define his presidency. To mark the phenomenon, County Central's Daily Show has put together a noteworthy exhibit, the Donald J. Trump Presidential Twitter Library, a history of Trump's relationship with Twitter, and one that historians will be studying for years into the future. That's our subject on this episode of Buried Treasure.
1: Because people have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I told the American people I did not trade arms for hostages. My heart and my best intentions still tell me that's true. But the facts and the evidence tell me it is not. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. There
0: will be no lies. We will honor the American people with the truth and nothing else. I'm Michael Isikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News.
1: And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News.
0: You know, what an ingenious idea to mark the Trump era than to turn it into a Twitter library. We've got a president who really doesn't read very much, doesn't write very much. And, you know, he uses one principal form of expression to communicate with the world, Twitter.
1: Well, one of the things that's brilliant about it is... All presidents have their presidential libraries after they leave office, and they typically are fairly sober affairs. Uh, They delve into the history of the period, everything you wanted to know about that particular president. Uh, They're pretty faithful to facts and to history. What kind of a presidential library is Donald Trump going to have? Right, you know. Right. Uh, well, clearly, it's going to be a Twitter library, right. and that's what they've uh, produced. And I have to say, it is remarkably clever and hilarious. And the thing that's so striking about it, coming from you know this uh, Comedy Central, that. Does comedy is all of the tweets are real tweets, yeah, right. and you know at one level they're frightening, but they also are hilarious. It's, when you it's see hilarious,
0: and and you know, look, I mean, they're presented in a very sober way with gold-plated frames and uh, you know exhibits, but it also is a reminder of just who Trump is and how he has risen, how he rose in American politics. I mean, you know, the one that was the most striking to me, was the uh, birther of a nation exhibit with all Trump's tweets promoting birtherism yeah, and here's the idea one. that B- Barack Obama wasn't born in the United States. Here's one
1: An extremely, in quotes, extremely credible source, unquote, has called my office and told me that at Barack Obama's birth certificate is a fraud. <laughs> That's uh, August 6th 2012
0: which is really interesting by the way because i had remembered trump's birtherism phase as being from 2011 when he was talking about running for president in 2012 and then of course obama comes out and actually releases the full-form birth certificate that completely destroyed the birtherism myth but trump kept going he kept promoting it in 2012 well after that
1: All right, we're going to get we're going to introduce our guest in in a minute, but I do have to say this one thing that there is this just genius feature at this museum uh, right when you walk in, it's the Trump nickname generator mm-hmm. where you put your name in, different versions of your name right. and it spits out a trumpian nickname. So I'm going to read mine and then I'm going to let you yeah. tell everybody what yours was. Right. So my when I put Daniel in, I got bow-legged Daniel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I put Danny in, mm. which people call me. I got Baby Danny, which is kind of my favorite. <laughs> my kids like that too. Yeah, and then, of I'm sure course, they do. for Dan, of course, it was Lion Dan. So, Isakov.
0: Yeah. Well, mine, which is really striking to me, is Conspiracy Denying Mike. Um, <laughs> which, um, you know, as you know, uh, we, we're going to have this upcoming six-part series of Skullduggery called Conspiracy Land. And, uh, I'm really jazzed about that. That'll be coming in a few months. I don't know that they had any idea of that, but, but you know, uh,
1: in a way, it's perfect because these are supposed to be insults, right? Right. And for Donald Trump, the insult for Isakov is that you deny conspiracies <laughs> because he believes and traffics in conspiracies. Right, right, so. right. Well,
0: I don't know if he believes them, but he certainly <laughs> traffics them. We should note that we saw this traveling exhibit of uh, Comedy Central at uh, South by Southwest. You know, huge event. You know, it was getting a lot of uh, a lot of visitors. But I think they're taking it around and you'll be able to see it in various cities, certainly um, in New York. And it'd be great for them to bring it to Washington. But we did meet one of the Comedy Central with Daily Show regular correspondents down there, Roy Wood Jr. And we talked to him about the Donald J. Trump presidential actually Twitter standing, library.
1: standing right in front of the famous Kafeffi. Tweet, which yes. uh, we'll get to in a minute.
0: Right. Okay, we are here with uh, Roy Wood Jr. of uh, Comedy Central fame.
2: Yes. Uh, this is the Donald J- Excuse me. The Daily Show presents the Donald J. Trump presidential Twitter library on your ass. All <laughs> <Well>, right. <laughs> On oh, your ass! Right? I just added. <laughs>
1: it's a podcast. I can say ass, 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 ass. <laughs> On that ass. All, right. all right. So, what's the idea?
0: What, what, are you so mocking two our years president? Ago, or are you no, honoring him? What are you doing? We're
1: just presenting
2: what has been said. It is an organization of positive and negative statements of what have been said, and people can go, "Oh, you're making fun of the president." Are we? He said it. Yeah. He said yeah. it. Yeah. We didn't put words in his mouth. We're just going, "Hey, remember all those tweets about Hollywood celebrities?" Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Let's put them on the wall. Boom. I know sorry, but celebrity. so look,
1: the, the interesting thing is you're saying it's just what he says, but comedy is sometimes about the juxtaposition of the serious and the absurd. And what I love about this is, okay, we're looking here, you guys can't see it, but we're looking at the famous Kofefi tweet and describe it because it's like- It's in a gold frame. It, this is literally a museum. Think of these
2: tweets as pieces of art because they are, they're funny. Some of them contradict one another. Some of them are like, what the fuck was he thinking when he t-? we have to put this on a wall. So it's satirical in the presentation of it, but the actual content, I think is very fascinating. You look at all of the tweets that Trump has done and we've just broken them down into categories. There's a whole wall dedicated to tweets where he hated on Obama. There's walls on presidential policy. Um, we have the one that I really love is Trump versus Trump, where we show you tweets where he tweeted one thing and then eventually tweeted something, the complete opposite. So it's just basically him arguing with himself, but he tweeted both of those things. So it's like, this is funny to see this guy kind of arguing with himself. All right, now I
0: noticed you got a, a whole birther exhibit of his birther tweets out there. Yeah, uh, all about are, the certificate. Which are pretty amazing, you know, most of them from 2012. Do you think that's funny?
2: The, the birther, the whole birther yeah. thing that he did to begin with? No, I didn't think that was very funny because it was an unnecessary distraction from what President Obama was trying to accomplish. And I think at the end of the day, the fact that the only thing that they could try and comment Obama on was whether or not he was a citizen, just speaks to, oh, the policies must have been pretty decent, if that's the best you could say, is that, oh, you shouldn't have been here in the first place.
0: but
1: But you know that people are gonna come in here and they're gonna see those and they're gonna laugh. So you, one of the things you do is, a lot of your comedy is about race. So how do you, how do you walk that line? I think that
2: if we are presenting for the and I'm just speaking strictly for the library, not necessarily for the daily show's content or the pieces we do. I think that if we're presenting what was said in a way where there's some satire to it, then I don't think we're doing anything that's too far down the road. I think the thing that's also interesting with the library, even with the Bertha exhibit to that point, is I still believe there are people that are going to come in here and go, "Wow!" These are the president's words. These are dope. This is amazing. And what's weird is that this is the first president to really speak digitally. Like, you wanted to go see what JFK was thinking. You got to go pull up some microfilm or read a scripture or read some notes that he scribbled on some <laughs> White House correspondence. Yeah. And that part of it, like, this is just who Trump is around the clock. Yeah. Sometimes it's about foreign policy and Kim Jong-un. And sometimes it's, I've never seen a skinny person drink a Diet Coke.
0: So his uh, longtime personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, testified uh, a week or so ago yeah. uh, before Congress and called the president a racist, as Correct. well as a con man and a cheat. Do you? Uh, what, what was your take on that?
2: Personally, if, I, if you're asking me personally, do I think the president is racist? Yeah, I think the president is racist. But then that's also opinion. I can't pull any specific thing that goes, ha-ha, racism, found it. It's the feeling. It's the... It's the amalgamation of all the policies and the lack of speaking up. A perfect example is how he handled the crisis in Puerto Rico with the hurricane right. versus how fast he took his ass down to Alabama, my home state, yeah. not hating on the crib. Yeah. But if you just look at those types of things, it's just,
0: huh. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's uh, a that's an
0: interesting point. So yeah,
2: when you look at things like that, it's like. All right, so you only care about your people? Yeah. Is that what it is? Or All right. Well, about, the play devil's you know, advocate. At, it's, about,
0: it's about raw politics. Puerto Rico has no electoral votes. Alabama is a, a red state, which he wants to solidify with his base.
2: Okay. Then if that's what it is, that's what it is. But then if that's the case, then most of his base doesn't exist with any minority, with any predominantly minority districts in this country. Right. So then is that racism or is that politics? I don't know. Like, again, you can't, there's no smoking gun. Uh, I believe, I would say Andrew Gillum said it best. I can't say that Mr. DeSantis is a racist. I can just say that all the racists think he's a racist. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: right. yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Hey, Roy, you... you uh, I think he's one of
2: them. Right? Yeah. So
1: you mentioned Alabama. You come from Birmingham. You wrote a, a really interesting piece in The Times, uh, I think back in September, uh, about your home state. Yeah, uh, the revolution. Yeah, in some ways you were proud of your state and um, and standing up for it and also very realistic about its legacy of, of racism that continues. There. Talk about that piece and what you were trying to say. What I, all I was trying to
2: say is that when you hear about Alabama, it's always drama. It's all—it's Roy Moore, and whether or not Roy Moore was pulling an R. Kelly, or it's Jeff Sessions doing what Jeff Sessions does. And then there's museums where you know there's a there's a museum in Montgomery that the Equal Justice Initiative uh, greenlit, and it commemorates. Um, all of the lynchings that have been documented in the South, well over 4,000 during the um, Civil Rights era. And the mere existence of that facility is an acknowledgement to the past. And that's something that didn't happen with black people alone. Black people weren't the ones that greenlit all... Like You're part of the curation and creation of it, but that's the spirit of togetherness for that to even exist. So to even stop and acknowledge the past through museums or ceremonies and stuff that's happening in Selma, every year for the bridge crossing to commemorate Bloody Sunday. That's part of it, but that's just half. The other thing that's worth talking about is the tech sector that's booming in Alabama. Everything that's happening with NASA and aerospace in Huntsville, the film and television industry is starting to boom. Automobiles are coming, all types of factories. So there's a narrative to Alabama and where it's headed that is often ignored. And that's something that I don't really... I don't like it. I just to be blunt. I don't like that. Because when you talk about every other place in this country, you talk about where they're headed, the boom, the growth, what's happening, what's next na- oh San Francisco. Oh yeah, Nashville's got food. Yeah, it's music Oh, Austin. Austin But if it's if it's Mississippi or Alabama, it's you remember that time when the black people and then the white people did the thing to the black people? It's like that's part of it. But there's also this. There's more. There's a way out of that, and you, I think that that's not always acknowledged. So I just wanted to take yeah. time to write something that did that. Yeah.
1: You are seeing these some of these hopeful changes, even in this very divisive period, even in the in the age of Trump. Does that fill you with some hope or? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing that
2: sucks with with the with the recent tornadoes in Lee County, Alabama, where. You know trump went down there and you know and he made that a political whatever whatever for himself and it potentially creates resentment of other people of alabama those people didn't do anything but just get hit by a tornado yeah some of them are trump supporters but there's still people in that state that are doing hella good stuff and some of them probably vote republican you know so that's the other thing is that we're so quick to default to paint everyone one way because they wear one hat or they choose not to wear the red hat. And there's a lot more nuance to a lot of these people that are living and existing in these mm-hmm. places and to grow you have to coexist and there's a lot more coexisting happening in the world than there is division and you know the media's not quick to point an eye, a finger at that. And that was one reason why I really enjoyed um when the Daily Show let us go to Alabama. We did a whole week of shows uh covering issues in Alabama. I went out into the Talladega National Forest with a gentleman who believes in Bigfoot but he also fights for conservation. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> how does he divide his time yeah. between yeah. trying to find Bigfoot he and fights, conserving?
2: He fights the paper industry tooth and nail right. to keep them from to fight deforestation. Which right. is great. Which would be bad for
0: Bigfoot, because if they didn't have Forrest and exactly, to hang out in, where is he going to go? that's exactly right? why he's you know, fighting. Yeah. So that's funny, <laughs> but at yeah. his
2: core, that yeah. person matches up with everything else that a lot of liberals say that they believe in. And I don't know which way his political leanings are, but yeah. if you, by just on stereotypes, white dude with a mustache, talk like this, got a camouflage hat on, I tell you, Bigfoot out there, I've seen that Bigfoot. Your default mm-hmm. assumption is Republican. Yeah. before you even have a conversation with them. So it's about shining lights on that. There's plenty of people that look like something you wouldn't jive with who do things that you do jive with. So what do you do with that?
0: Let me take you back to the Michael Cohen hearing for a moment. Uh, You remember there was that uh, extraordinary uh, instance uh, after he's called uh, Trump a racist when Mark Meadows, the Republican congressman, head of the Freedom Caucus from North Carolina, says, you know, has this woman, Lynn Patton, stand up behind him, an African-American woman mm-hmm. who has apparently worked for Trump, and she doesn't believe he's a racist. And so, yeah. I mean, did you watch that? What, what was your reaction yo, to man, that? Black uh, people,
2: yo, I would come out with a service to white people. Where it's just a black person stand behind you, and you got to yeah. not look racist. Yeah. <laughs> Charge you like $80 an hour. <laughs> Because Trump does that it too. Be, Trump did it with the black pastors and Ray Lewis and Jim Brown coming yeah. out of Trump tire and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's... Does it bother you? Yes, but it doesn't surprise me. You know, yeah. there's always going to be people that are... There's always going to be people that are going to do something to trick someone. But I'll say this much. You putting a black person behind you doesn't fool the people who really see who you are. Yeah. In fact, you putting a black person behind you shows me exactly who you are. Right. right. Exactly. You
0: know. Well, on uh, that note, thanks for uh, joining us on well, the Skullduggery thanks, podcast. Always thanks. a Special. good show. Yeah. Happy <laughs> okay.
1: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Buried Treasure. Don't forget to subscribe to Skullduggery on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And tell us what you think. Leave a review. Be sure to follow us on social media at Pod. We'll talk to you on Friday.